Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of History from the Big Chair. The Tears for Fears fully dedicated to Tears for Fears podcast. You know, there's some other ones out there, and I'll give them credit where credit's due, but we're the only one that's fully dedicated. So, I'm Chloe, and with me today is Brendan. And Correct. T- today we will be talking about the live set list for Raul the Kings of Spain tour. Did this tour have a specific name? The Raul, I think it was the Live Kings tour. That's what it was. The Live Kings tour in 96. Here we go. Because um, a certain auction happened in 2018 where some shirts were sold. Um, some other right. things like photos. <laughs> the Seeds of Love photos. You've seen those, right? No. Obviously, we talked about this on the Saturday night episode, which is coming out next week. Recorded out of order. Sorry, guys. I hate to break it to you. That happens. But Sewing the Seeds of Love was filmed in Portland. Right. And there's about 150 to 200, like 150 to 200 photos of like behind the scenes of them shooting oh. the video that were sold off in auction. Interesting. Yeah. So another one of the things that came from that auction was a bunch of stuff from this tour, like the banners in the background, backstage passes, onstage equipment. I guess stuff that was probably just in Roland's garage that he didn't need anymore <laughs> or something like that's what I assume. I mean, galore if he sold off clothes and like a bunch of stuff he was lying around maybe didn't fit in mediums anymore. I mean, because if you saw him in the early 2000s, like, dude was swole. Yeah, no, I know. Both of them were. I don't know what happened. I think maybe it was that 2000s super skinny culture going on. Yeah, I think Tears for should have done like a GNC sponsorship for Happy Ending or something like that. They were bulked up. It's funny, actually. Very funny. So, so um, before we dive in, is there anything you want to talk about? Related a few, a few, or unrelated? A few little... Um, well, right now, there's absolutely nothing, nothing. going on in the world of Tears for Fears right now. We're recording this January 20th, 2024. There's nothing going on right now. You know, it's kind of dry, kind of quiet. We haven't had any announcements for, like, a tour, which probably won't happen. Um, You know, no releases. That live album, wherever you may be, right. probably will be out this year. I, I, have, I have my faith in Tears Your Fears, I do. They, they took, took them five years to put out the Scenes of Love box set. You know, took them... 18 years to record the tipping point. So I have my faith and my confidence with them that they'll get this out within two years, <laughs> you know, because the tipping point is yeah. still a new product. They don't want to like put it out late, whatever, you know. So I'm, I'm confident that we'll get this thing soon. Anywho. Um, in regards to this tour, slash show that we're going to be talking about here today. In 93 on the Elemental Tour, whenever that was, 93 or 94, I bad memory, um, he mostly played in the U.S. When it came to the U.S., he mostly played colleges in, like, medium-sized theaters and whatnot. On this Raul tour in the U.S., he basically did the same thing, but I guess he even downsized even more to the point where he was playing clubs in some places. I know he played a few hotels. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, if 93 was tough for two years, 96 was really tough. You know, because yeah. the 90s kind of killed all 80s stars. I've heard that yeah. phrase before. So, there's that whole thing. Determine how you will. But regardless, he still went out there, still promoted this product, even if it charted horribly in the U.S. and the U.K. and wherever else it didn't succeed. So who is the personnel? Personnel. So you've got Roland. Because you have that ready now. Yeah. We've got Roland. You know, Roland at the front of the stage with his red guitar and his leather pants. You got him. Yep. Then, of course, Alan Griffiths was there. You know, who could forget? Um, and then I think the only other carryover from the Elemental Tour was Jeb and Bruni. No long hair, oh, keyboards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then David Sutton was bass because he plays bass on Tomcats. Pretty sure. Could be right, could be wrong. Have I hit a nerve? Oh, I wasn't paying attention. And then... Um, you got me there. Or have you hit a nerve? Yeah. So then, and then Nick D. Virgilio, who Pusher is well-known drummer. He yep. was a drummer before Jamie. He was there for about 10 years, 10 or 12 years, something like that. He drummed on this tour first one he did with them. And then uh, backing vocals was... Oh, good. I always forget her name. I didn't find this one. I think her name is Linda Dalziel. Dalziel, Dalziel, Linda Dalziel. I hope I'm saying her name right. I think I am. Okay. It's how it's spelled. It's how it's spelled. So I hope I'm pronouncing that properly. So, uh, because this tour was the mid-90s, and it was just a really, really, really strange time for this band, publicly and commercially, um, it's not archived the best. Right. There's not a lot of, you know, great information surrounding it. So we took some audio from two sources. Right. Could be three sources. I don't know. Um, we are going to be talking about four songs that weren't played at one show in particular we're talking about. We are reviewing the show that they did at the Olympia in Brazil on July 3rd, 96. But we're also going to be talking about some songs that were performed live, but not featured in this um, concert. Concert, yep. Yep. Um, The first two we're going to be talking about, I assume they're from... They're from the same show. Uh, They are Secrets and Famous Last Words. What do you think is performance of Secrets? I thought it was good. I wish that this could have been a song that we saw throughout the tour more, considering it's one of their best songs from the 90s, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Pretty song, but I, you know, probably was sore, too sore for him, too sore of a subject. Um, but in terms of this particular performance, it was okay. It started out kind of rough, but it got better as it went on. And yeah. I took a few like notes, like uh, in regards to like particular things. There was like one part where he was playing guitar. What part was it at? 
like was it the guitar solo? Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't know if he flubs a note or maybe it's even like the high note. Like he didn't bend it enough or add a tune. That's or something. exactly what I'm thinking. Something that strange it, yeah. like that. It's an improper bend. You could yeah. hit the buddy Holly riff. <laughs> <laughs> I really would have. I feel like this would have been a really good song to see. Yeah. But I, another thing I, you might agree on my theory, might disagree on my theory. Um, this was the second single from the album in the U.S., and it flopped. So maybe he gave up on it. And just said, Mm-mm, "It's a failure. I'm done playing it." Um, maybe, he, maybe he played it trying to promote it. Who knows? Maybe that's maybe. the only reason he even did it. Because, as far as I know, he really didn't do it the rest of the tour. So, who knows? And then he then talks, and then leads us into a really really nice performance of famous last words really i didn't particularly favor it i i see i liked the um before the second verse like the advice you at heart lyrics did you catch those yeah well yeah that's what he did in uh elemental as well um memory blank see my memories oh. fade Memories fade, but the I love that Kanye West song. Friend. Ugh, don't even get me started. It's not even a sample, honestly. <laughs> you know that? No, it's literally just a parody. It's 100% a parody. It's a parody, but using the lyrics about whatever winter or something like that. Anyway, so this performance of Famous Last Words, I do understand your criticism because it is a little shaky. Yes. And I, there's another one. I see why it was performed as often. Actually, all three of these songs that we're talking about, I see why they weren't performing as often. Um, I mean, I do like it because this song is always a treat to hear live because to me, this song always kind of fell by the wayside a little bit. Yeah. Because it's kind of like the the closing track in the last album when people gave a crap about Tears for Fears. Yeah. Man, you think about things a certain way, but I am unable to. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point you've got there. And I have another question for you, but you might not be able to answer this. You might be able to answer this. Why? <laughs> because this is relating back to Saturnine, but kind of unrelated to what we're talking about here. Why? Was Laid So Low not released as a single in the U.S.? I don't know, but I really wish that it was. Like, I was thinking about that. Did like, you hear that? I heard the fizz. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I was that, opening that was my drink. That was nice. But, uh, yeah, because that's another song they did live on this tour, but there's no recording of it. What? You can hear it faintly in the background uh, during an interview on MTV that he did in 96. You hear, like, 10 seconds. He did this song live a few times, and that was it. Nuts. That sucks. Now, I know Setlist FM isn't 100% accurate because it doesn't have Setlist for all the shows. But right. it says that Secrets was performed four times. Definitely That's performed crazy. more four times. Performed in Boston, Toronto. Where is this? Columbia. Wow. And um, obviously Miami. And then Laid Solo was performed Philadelphia. 
Boston, Toronto, and Columbia. Wow. I'd love to hear a recording of that song live. I know. I wonder. Oh, see, what that show that I that we're going to talk about a little bit must have been like a special occasion because every other show from this tour has like similar set lists, but the songs were always jumbled. Like I swear, every show, like Mr. Pessimist is like number two in the show we're about to talk about, but it's like number six in like half of these, and then it's like number five in some of them. So it's like. Throwing me off here a little. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna see if maybe, freak. I was gonna see if maybe like, uh, late solo was on memories fade, but it's not. No. Bummer. Well, let's see live concerts. No. 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 You see, I've been, I've been on the hunt for um audio. Dare I say the B word? Bootlegs. Of these concerts from 95, 96ers trying to find recordings because I really want to hear that. Because Have that's you all... listened, not to cut you off and to get a little off topic for a second, there's like um, interview audios Have you on Memories Fade. Have you have you given those a listen? Um, I listened to the Kurt one from 90, if that's still on there. 89, the, oh, yeah. the interview picture disc? Yeah, it's the only one I've listened to. Is that the... I don't Is think so. The... It's not the... No, because that's both of them. You remember that one Kurt Smith 45 picture disc that popped? Was it a 45 or... Yeah. What or, or if it's that. No, because that's 37 minutes long. But maybe it could be an excerpt from it. But that's for 98 and the photo on it was from 85. So, who knows? Yeah. That's, that was a, such a mystery but, item. So, yeah. Yeah, Late Solos performed four times according to Setlist FM. Of course, not accurate, but it was performed at least four times. Same with Secrets. Queen of Compromise, strangely enough, was done on the Elemental Tour, but not on the Raul Tour. Um, That's ironic. Well, it was supposed to be on Raul, but was tossed out last second. So there's That's your answer true. for that. That's true. It was a B-side, right, right. When did he do New Star? Not on the Raul Tour, I assume. Nope. Anywho. So there's those two performances. Then we move to a performance of Cold, which not not it. No bueno. I didn't have anything in particular to say about it. He did not. I think he sounded very shaky on the first two verses. He sounded pretty shaky in all of these performances. So I wonder if it was that night. Because to clarify, guys, we're still talking about Miami. Um, select recordings from Miami. But then... After this last song we're about to talk about, then we'll get into the Sao Paulo concert. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, no. But then there was Don't Look Back in Anger. That's a, a wait, was it Oasis? Oasis, which is such a strange song for him to do. I don't but, know the original version of He does song, a fantastic version of it. But I thought it. this was a really good performance. And I think it's, of, of the four Miami recordings, I think it's the most solid one. Mm-hmm. It's also he sing he sings the song in a very unusual manner that he really doesn't sing like kind of doing like a Mick Jagger type of twang to his voice a little bit. Yeah, not very common with him, but I'm into it. I, it's he a added good, some twang to his voice in the '90s. Yeah, sometimes like I think goober. he sounds American when he would sing. You know, interesting take. I don't yeah. know if I agree per se. Hey, can I also just bring up something real quick 
about sure looking thing. at tears for fears in setlist fm do you really yeah. believe <laughs> there's a new one do you really believe that yeah. they did the marauders live once or do you think that's just someone misremembering i feel like it's probably something they could have done once it was done at the glau glue sorry i don't speak british gloucester england it says it was six songs the way you are the marauders the herding madrill pale shelter memories faith six songs that's a bomb set list I that's like a that. bomb set list i'm turning up at that concert <laughs> <laughs> opening with the way you are are you kidding me but no i don't know if i buy that that doesn't uh, seem legit to me. Like maybe it could be could have been like an interlude. Yeah. Yeah. But that that's just so strange. But it also said they did the way you are twice in '85. Once at the Brighton Center in November, and then once at the Sydney Entertainment Center in uh, July. Don't know if I believe that. Once again, it could be a case of some misremembering. But they're both in the same spot of the set list. No, they're not. Way you are is nine. That no, that's someone misremembering. Because there's no way they would do the way you are the way you are in between, I believe, in the working hour. No. God so that's no. just that just has to be someone misremembering. Anywho, so um, album. Oops, wait. <laughs> hey, we'll this get there. The we'll get there. 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 I don't understand. We'll get there. Trust me, we'll get there. Like, in this episode? In this episode, we'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. So, the concert that we're talking about, like I said, July 3rd, 1996. The Olympia in Brazil. Pro shot, though it doesn't look or sound that good. Definitely shot oh, on Kate. Oh, is that the song he sings with Kate Bush? Yeah. That's why I knew it. Okay, yeah, we'll <laughs> get there, you guys. I was, wow. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, huh? Oh, it's on So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's funny now. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, uh, we'll so, get there. So this concert opens up with a tape of the old Spanish song, um, Hey, 25% Mexican uh, co-host party. Can you pronounce the song, Taylor, for me? I only took two years of Spanish. Um, I don't know what it's called. España Cañi? Is that how it's pronounced? What, how is it spelled? I mean, it's it, both, uh, each N and each word has a tilde above it. So, I assume, because that's, you know, why pronunciation. I think it's España Cañi. Or has an I has a dash over to be Kenya. Can you, I don't how, can you tell me how it's spelled? E S P A N with a tilde. Uh-huh. A. And then C A N with a tilde. I, but the dash is slanted towards the left. Wait, C A N what? I. C A N I. That's I all that know is, That's all that it's called? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to see, I want to know what that translates to. Because strangely enough, I've heard that song somewhere. Really? It's an old, yeah, it's an old Spanish instrumental piece from like 1926. It's like an old dance song. And I'm not talking oh, like, well, uh, yeah. you know what, 
who's considered a dance artist? Chemical Brothers, Massive Attack, that, that dance music. I don't know. But yeah, it's it's an old song. That's what played over the tape before, you know, they started playing. It's a cool little intro. Um, it's not as like unique. I mean, I guess I could say it's more unique than playing one of your own songs. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'd rather Tears Your Fears walk out to this than walk out to Lord covering everybody wants to the world with her um, cursive singing voice. You know, I mean, it sounds like if you put Lord's voice over an Imagine Dragons instrumental. I hate that cover. So walking out to this is pretty unique, pretty cool. And then the first song they do is right. Los Reyes Catalicos. What a way to open your concert. I feel uh, like the way you're pronouncing it is probably right. España Cani. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, just because I'm 25% Mexican doesn't mean <laughs> I speak Spanish. Well, I'm and also, 0%. So. You, that, but <laughs> that makes no difference. <laughs> Anyhow, um, so I do think that Los Reyes Catalicos is an interesting choice for a concert opener. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. It's not too bad for one. In my opinion, it makes a better concert opener than it does as a middle of the album track. Yeah. Like, I feel like this is its place. Mm -hmm. It's also important to note, and I guess now is the time to talk about this because I forgot to talk about it in the album review, is on the first version of the sound that was submitted to Mercury, that mm-hmm. was the opening track. Right. That started I, I the album. I remember that when I heard this as the first song, I remembered that you had said that this was the opening track. Yeah. Should I read off that track listing real quick? Uh, you you did in, in very, very recently. I think it was part one, but I suppose you can again. No, I, I didn't because I didn't have this. I read off you, the one. You, you read off a different. Was it I read a different off the one? Se- yeah, there was, there was three track listings for this album. I read off the uh. second, and then the third's the final. The first uh. one. The album opened with Los Reyes Catalicos, then Sorry, then Raul and the Kings of Spain, then Falling Down, then Secrets, then God's Mistake, then Sketches of Pain, then Queen of Compromise, then Don't Drink the Water, then Me and My Big Ideas, then Los Reyes Catalicos Free Price. Interesting. Not into it. Into it. No. But I do think having Los Reyes Catalicos be the bookends for the album. I like that hearing you sense. say such like a white version of it. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 So what do you think? Los Reyes fa- Catalicos. You're a fan of this performance? Because I am. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I think it's cool. Yeah. Um, then it goes into Sorry. I like the album. how it like immediately blasted into yeah. this song. And then Roland puts the guitar down and oh man. Mm, that's where it goes. <laughs> Looks like he had I'll, a few with him, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, but I'll talk about that in my overall thoughts at the end. Um so <laughs> I mean he delivers a good vocal performance. I think it's really cool how they have the vocal effect live. Yes, I was going to say that. I find it interesting how they implemented the voice filter into the live performance. Yeah, I'm a fan of that. That's a pretty cool touch. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a good performance of the song. Yeah. It's, 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 it's high energy. I feel like that's one of those songs that definitely worked better on a live setting than on a studio track because yeah. you've got all these loud guitars and good drums. 
and it really distracts from the lyrics. <laughs> you know, yeah. I feel like when 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 at that point, it really doesn't matter what he's saying as long as the music's yeah. good. <laughs> Um, and so that's all I got to say about that. It's a good performance. Yeah. And then, uh, so when it comes to these performances, yeah. guys, we're not going to be going super in depth. It's not really an official release. That's why it's, it's not, not like a going to California re- or yeah. live in Massey Hall where we even if it's professionally super... done. Yeah, it's still not like an official official release. And also the call co- the quality on it is just really bad. So it's really hard to give like mm-hmm. genuine. Yeah. Critique on it, yes. So then, uh, Humdrum and Humbles next, which is a good performance once again. Yeah, but I like when also... he spoke like an animal, not a made roll, and then screamed into the mic. Yeah, it's also important to note that he was doing the lyrics. You know, the won the war, lost the battle, lost the war, won the battle. But he's saying all of it on the recording. It's like overlapped. Yeah, because double tracked vocals. On this, he's just rushing it, you know? He's not even finishing the notes before he's saying the next line. I don't know if you caught that. I didn't. <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's just singing all of them. Um, then, it's a good performance, uh, once again. Yeah. Really tight band. Yeah. On this tour. I really liked the rhythm section, especially. Um, anything else to say? No. That moves us into Mr. Pessimist, which I'm not going to lie, I was pretty surprised to see pop up on this track list. Um, But it was a good performance, not much to say about it, but I really (laughs) liked how he sat down at the end. (laughs) Yeah, he just kind of looked like he was pondering. Bro was pondering. He was pondering. He was definitely thinking about retirement. Are you pondering what I'm pondering? Oh, you don't know that! You didn't watch Animaniacs as a kid. No. No, I just know about the Animaniacs. I like the movie. Movie? It was really like a, like the reboot or something. I watched it. You watched? Well, there's two seasons. Oh, I watched like the well, first think, four episodes. Of the, the I think episode. they actually got renewed for a third season. I've only seen the first season in full. I don't think I ever saw the second season in full. I gotta catch Thank up you. on that. But yeah, wait, you watched? So you must have just watched the first season then. Yeah. No, it's so funny. This is an Animaniacs from the big chair, but it was one of my favorite shows. My parents liked to raise me on 90s stuff as a 2000s kid, so I know what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> so then, yeah, after Mr. Pessimist, um, everybody wants to rule the world. Honestly, I was kind of surprised to see this one as well, but it makes sense because it's one of their most famous songs. The hit. It's the yeah, it's, it's the tears of his hit. Um, I liked it when he let the audience sing. I thought that was kind of cute. Mm-hmm. But don't you understand? I'm talking about where I said he adds kind of like a twang to his yes, voice, no, especially yeah. on this song. Acting on your best behavior. He, like so he sounds American a lot of the yeah. time on this tour to me. Uh, really, I I like this performance a lot. I also like the uh, the slowed speed of it. You know, it's kind of kind of feels like a little sluggish to me. It didn't to me. Maybe yeah, it's just the way he's singing it, like and maybe like, slurring his words together a little bit. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's not slower. My ears are just deceiving. I think your ears might be deceiving you, my friend. They they could be. So then, after everybody wants to rule the world, we got Roland improvising with the crowd a little bit. You know, yeah. Ra- Raoul calling responses. Which they were not doing. <laughs> Which they were not doing. 
And then he did a little impromptu version of Rod Stewart's Do You Think I'm Sexy for <laughs> a couple seconds. I don't know if you caught that. I did. Then he started whistling and howling. And then he does a cover of U2's Sunday Bloody Sunday. Right. the U2 as, fan over here is as resident, shaking in his boots. As resident history from the Big Cherry uh, U2 fanatic, let me just say, this is a good cover. I don't prefer it to the original because... This is just Rollins, a live version. I don't think yeah. Roland sings it that well. well. So I don't know the original version of the song, but I thought this was a solid performance. It's, it's a good performance, but yeah. Uh, I mean, Sunday Blake Sunday, it's known for that drum intro from uh, Larry. It's got a great fills Roland starts with the guitar and just gets right into it u2's takes like almost a whole like 30 seconds to a minute to build up so that's a really cool contrast kind of made it their own 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 interpretation i wrote i know Roland has gone on record of saying that the only band of the 80s that compares to tears for fears is u2 because they were the only band writing about something that meant something to them which a bit far-fetched of a thing right. if you want to go yeah. mainstream i get it Tears for Fears had primal therapy and whatnot. You two had Christianity. <laughs> so maybe two ends of the spectrum on the complete opposite sides, but I think it's still a good comparison. I do I do like this version a little bit. Um very strange, you know, for song for Tears for Fears to do, because like every other time they've covered someone, it was either like Let It Be or All You Need Is Love, you know, prior to this. And then Creep, obviously, was the only they the covered time they... Let It Be? Yeah. When? 90. Did, I, don't, did, I, don't, I don't know if I heard that. Yeah, um, it was... I think once or twice they swapped it out. Like, they took All You Love out and they swapped Let It Be instead. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But, um... Hmm. Yeah, I mean... When it comes to Tears Fears doing covers, like I said, they at that point, the only other contemporary they covered was Radiohead. And I can't even call them a contemporary because Tears Fears was around a whole 10 years prior to them. So it's like the first time they covered. I guess Peter Gabriel would be a contemporary, you know? Yeah. Whatever. But of course, Tears Fears have gone on to cover Michael Jackson. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, they're not really. They don't really do covers, which I guess I'm glad. You know, you go to Duran Duran show, you get like four covers. <laughs> so maybe I'm glad Tears for Fears don't do them that often. Besides Creep, um, after Sunday Bloody Sunday, we got Sketches of Pain, which eh, it's all right. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I was surprised to see this one on the set list as well. I, like, I yeah. but I think it's, it was it was a nice breather after those upbeat songs. Yeah, and I like I like the uh, the Ole. <laughs> You've got that. Mm-hmm. that was a good touch. You know, a nice flamenco beat to this song, so it's a good touch. Um. Then uh, I don't know. There's, I mean, I'm you know I'm a big fan of this song. Right. Honestly. There's just something, maybe it just, in my opinion, doesn't translate perfectly well to a live setting or something like that. I don't know. I don't know where my critique is, but maybe I just didn't enjoy it that much. So I've been thinking about it, and I know I said I didn't like that song. I, sti- I still, it's not that I don't, I, I worded it wrong. It's not that I don't like it. 
It's just that it's not one that I'm ever really in the mood to listen to for some reason, but I still recognize that it is a good song. Yeah. Like it's done well, it's produced well, all of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I have I have those. That's how I feel about like I don't know, Mother's Talk. Yeah. Like the US if remix. If I had to choose fears. I but love the, the US remix, but the album version is and I said this way back when if I had to choose a least favorite on my favorite album of all time, it would be Mother's Talk. Yeah. That brings us to Raul and the Kings of Spain. Yeah. Uh the I'm title a surprised track. to see the title track this far in. To me, like, this like makes sense as they uh, to me to me this makes sense as a concert opener. Even if you ask me, could have followed yeah. sorry. No, it's the third track. Yeah, potentially, I suppose. Yeah. Um, it's a good faithful rendition. Not too different from, obviously, the final recording. But I will say it's very funny when they added the delay effect on the, uh, the you know, our fathers come from hell lyric. The delay sounded really goofy. Mm-hmm. I, it did sound very good, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's, it's a little funny. If anything, like, technical could get a chuckle out of me, that's it's not the best of things, but what are you going to do? Um, it's a good rendition. He sings it well. Now, I do have to ask you, though. You, you may say yes, or you may say, oh, I'm not sure. Has he been playing that same guitar since 96? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Maybe it could look the same. That'd be know. amazing if he's still using the same one for all that while. I mean, I personally don't don't think it's the same one, but you just genuinely never know, right? Because like that's like the most common guitar ever, a Red Strat. You know, when people search up guitar PNG, that's probably the first one that comes up. You know, so that's just one little curiosity I wanted your opinion on. Um, couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. What's up next? Falling down, is it? Yep. Uh, I didn't have anything in particular to say about this performance. It, it didn't really strike me as anything special. You know what I mean? Do you want to know what it is? To me personally, it's a it's a performance of falling down. That's what it is. Yeah. It's, it's really all nothing, it is. Nothing new. No. So I, I genuinely don't know. Which have isn't anything. necessarily a bad thing. No, 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 no. We're not saying it's a bad thing. It's just... This this performance I feel was just a performance, you know. It wasn't. It didn't do anything different. It which isn't bad. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. Just no notes. Nothing. Nothing caught my ears. It was a performance of falling down by tears yep. of fears. That's all I could say. So yep. then, after that, you know, let's forget about secrets because that song doesn't exist, and we're gonna do God the Stick. You know, that's the most been the ideology. You know, it's like, oh, look at we're doing the flow of the album. Oh yeah, you're right. That probably would have been where it sat. like the perfect fit. Yeah, but no, world's not perfect. <laughs> no secrets no. on this tour. Um, great rendition of God's Mistake. I won't lie. Yeah, uh, this seemed to be the song. I guess that was being pushed as the representation of the album, at least in some countries. I don't know about Brazil. Maybe it was the title track. Maybe it was this. So right. once again, if this was the lead single, 
maybe makes some sense being towards the middle to end maybe makes sense being towards the front i don't know you be the judge yeah <laughs> on big chair tour everybody wants to rule the world was the single and that was third to last so that's well, true fifth to last if you want to put it that way because change and stuff the children were left off with the release because they sounded like poop i i i kind of wish that they weren't they just they just put them on there anyway yeah but i do guess it's kind of weird to put an encore on i don't know i do like how well we're not talking about that never mind (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say i like how rolling put we we are the world. We are the children, and the stuff for the children. But this isn't. This is. We are. We are way past. We are that. a whole decade ahead of that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I thought this was a really good performance. One of the most solid of the show. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Very faithful to the original. It still has enough room to breathe, so it's not like a carbon copy. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, <laughs> some stupid part about you were saying about how that was like a whole decade ago. It was a whole decade ago and a band member ago. <laughs> Ouch! I mean, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so looking that... at this though, as much as I do appreciate Roland for keeping the name and doing a great album like Elemental and a decent album like Raoul, maybe he needed Kurt. You know, looking at this, and... I'm, like here's the thing: Roland's great. Roland's a mastermind, and I feel like he did fine on his own. But I really feel like Tears for Fears was Roland and Kurt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, for example, look at the first couple of singles. I mean, Stuff with Children, he sings, but Kurt takes a big part in that song, too. Yeah. Um, Pale Shelter was Kurt. Mad Will was Kurt. Change was Kurt, and then Pale Shelter again. So Kurt was crucial to the early success of Tears yeah. Maybe the driving force. Yeah. This. So it's kind of like, you know, this is almost as if Eurythmics went out as just Dave Stewart. <laughs> you right. know, or Pet Shop oh, Boys yeah. went out as just Chris Lowe. Chris Lowe. Mm, I see what you're saying here. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like that. If you look at it like the hurting type of viewpoint where it was like one guy is the singer, one guy is the one in the background. Yeah. That's what Rolton really was. He was yeah. the guy in the background. Like, what do we do with this yeah, guy? Which is, pro- <laughs> there's this part of why I thought Kurt was the singer up until. Yeah. And a lot of people, because everybody wants to think that Kurt was the lead singer. Oh, these days? Yeah, a whole bunch of brain-dead Zoomers. Brain-dead. You're one of them. I know, I know. I'm guilty. I'm, I'm at fault. Oh, you're not. You're not like others. No, <laughs> I just talked about Catch Up Boys, like, and how, like, we said in the Hurting Music Videos episode that they really didn't know what to do with Roland. Uh, ever see the West End Girls music video? I actually have not. <laughs> it's amazing, because Neil Tennant's obviously up front. Oh, and Chris is just in Chris, the background. Chris Lowe's yeah. a ghost. Yeah, he's just mm-hmm. <laughs> he just stands there. I've seen stills of the video, but it's I haven't a, seen that. It's a, it's phenomenal. It's like what do you what do you do with this guy? But after God's mistake, we get a smashing ver- version of Break It Down. Again. I love this was a great great version, great rendition. Oh yeah, absolutely. But this song this song goes so hard live. It's a great stomper. It's it's such it's one of their best songs for them to play live. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, there's a reason. I mean, it's also big with Gen X. And right, yeah, because 90s, you know, yeah, which is strange because it wasn't really a hit. I guess he just had to hear it enough and whatnot. Because I've asked people, 
in their 40s, you know, what some songs you know by Tears for Fears and Breakdown again always comes up, and then Goodnight Song comes up sometimes. So, really, maybe Elemental is big with that generation, who knows? But yeah, good version of Breakdown again. And I know I pointed this out recently, but his voice from this concert to now isn't too different. No, like on some songs, which is amazing. It's absolutely amazing because you know, you have some rock stars who in their 30s compared to their 50s or 60s their voices are wrecked from just years of drinking and smoking yeah you know living on the edge living that rock star life you know yeah i mean i'm not going to speculate i don't really think he's i don't think he smoked i don't know if he i don't know like the story with roland never seen him with a cigarette but that doesn't mean anything but True. just by the way he sings now i don't think he would have you know compared to current I mean, Kurt, Kurt, there's pictures of Kurt smoking, you know? Whatnot. Yeah, and there's lyrics of it with all yep. your cigarettes and fancy cars. But uh, <laughs> hey, you know, shit happens. Yeah, we'll, we'll be talking about the uh, the response to that song coming up soon on the Mayfield episode. <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned. I'm so excited for the episode. So then, I'm going to let you take the lead on this next song. Well, hang on there, bucko. I like how to... we did the salute. Yep. And then I know now I have a question for you. This time he said the no more sleepy dreaming. Didn't he change it in the elemental tour? Yes, the, the it was one? no walls so of Berlin. He, and so he he changed it back, I'm noticing. Mm-hmm. Which I found was interesting. I thought maybe I was misremembering, but I'm glad that I'm not. Anyway, so oh I see why you wanted me to talk about the next one. Yeah. <laughs> you sly dog. You know me too well. Head over heels. Wee woo, wee woo. Wee Favorite woo, song wee alert. Woo. Uh, I noticed that they started off the song differently. I don't know if you caught that. They didn't bring the piano in for a few seconds, but they still kept like it, it going, and then they brought in the piano after a few seconds. I'd have to go back and listen. I didn't um, catch that. So what did they do? Just guitars and drums, and then the piano started? Yeah, but it's like they weren't doing like the... Like they started the guitar before that part. It was something different. You have to check it out. Um, and I'll check it out right now. Yeah. Um, I like how he did the very long time flies. He did it way longer than that, but I don't feel like doing that on here. So I thought that was rather amusing. He doesn't really do that these. No, he kind of does. He does, he does. It's been so long since I saw them, I forget what their shows are like. Yeah, what? Yeah, you're you're right about that. Head Over Heels is right. Dug that. You liked it? I liked Maybe I'm it. Maybe I'm too much of a Head Over Heels truther, where I'm like, the song is perfect <laughs> as is, I don't want anything changed. You're a Head Over Heels girly? Yes! Not to not to put it in modern Zoomer. terms. Yeah. Zoomer slang. <laughs> Here's the thing, I'm kind of anti-Zoomer, but then that also makes me sound like a pick-me, so I don't know. It's it's tough. <laughs> it's a, it's a lose-lose. It's, lose. <laughs> it's tough being a kid today. I'm not even a kid anymore. What am I well, saying? I'll let you know. I'm anti-Gen Alpha, so. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, you know, Trisha Fears is a big hit with Gen Alpha, right? Yeah, I know, because of Skibbity Toilet. Skibbity yep. Toilet. Ugh, whatever. Um... Yes, I'm head over heels girly. I don't change. I am a someone who seeds of love girly. 
<laughs> Don't know if dudes have a term like that. It's gender neutral. Yep. Yep. I mean, yeah, my son is in love, really. What can I say? Um, we'll get there. So, yeah. Had a re- Don't drink the rendition. water. Don't oh, drink the water. Say one thing about don't drink the water. When he says that line that we speculated about in part two of the episode, when he says it, he just says it. Yeah. Like he does, it really like makes he, me. It really kind of confirms. Like, yeah, he's talking about the man. Because yeah. he sounded so gross. I was like, he sounded so grossed out by it. I look at that. It, but I'm not going to. He was like, a man smoking sweet cigarettes. Look at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Word. Yeah. When he, when he changed lyric um, to all the things, I never knew I should have said that you look like name. Who did he change it to? Because it wasn't free to Kahlo. I didn't catch that. Yeah, he did not say Frida Kahlo. I couldn't catch the name that he said. Oh, it must have been while I was writing my notes. Yeah, I didn't know what he said. Hmm. But, yeah, really high energy song. Live. Yeah, I really liked the transition from Head Over Heels into this one. Mm-hmm. I thought that was actually really good. And was there, like, an ending bit on this song that was that's in there on the studio version or no? I don't recall. This was a really long performance. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there was because on some versions of the song that they would do live, they would add Led Zeppelin at the end, the song Heartbreaker. There you go. Interesting. That one. <laughs> if you know it, you know it. I know Dan's the one that told me about that. So. Mm, well, there you go. Jeff's son, if you're listening. <laughs> I want, does he listen to this? I know Jeff does. Jeff listens I don't know. to every episode. I know. Shout out I to hope, Jeff. I hope Jeff plays this in the cart on uh, family road trips. Better be. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want my car. I don't want my voice playing in cars. Just speakers. ringing out through someone's car down the road. <laughs> windows uh, down. Full volume windows down, speeding windows down the down. highway. You just hear the everybody wants to the world intro chopped up and cropped out. And then just your voice is coming out so Hello and welcome back to yet another skin. <laughs> <laughs> well, we gotta have him on again sometime. Absolutely, absolutely. This is a good version. Don't drink the water. Yeah. Like that a lot. And then um as History from the Picture, resident Peter Gabriel fan, I'll take the lead on the next song. Oh, go ready. Go ready. So this so, is um, good album. Yeah, so so good album, yeah. This is Don't Give Up from the So album. Um, this is a duet with Kate Bush originally, which in my opinion, one of the best songs ever. Any person, any artist, any decade, any genre. Top 20 all-time favorite song of mine. Easy, because you've got the, you know, because I don't believe in gender music believe? terms. I don't believe in gender music terms. You know, you're not a female artist. You're just an artist. Or... Mm. I mean, there certainly is a difference. There's a, but there's a, there's I get a what difference, you're but like, you know, why are they called male artists? Why are they called female they artists? And artists? No, but it's always female artists and artists. I don't like it. Interesting. You know, let's group everyone together. Stop discriminating. I never noticed that. Sure, I was going to say, Kate, Kate Bush is one of the best to ever do it. And in I my see opinion, what you're saying. Okay. In my opinion, if you're talking about female artists she is the best to ever do and i feel like that's not very difficult to dispute you know yep she she's the goat she has such a unique voice and style yeah obviously you know hounds of love is probably one of the best albums ever um came out in 85 
the shame that so many Zoomers, I'm not trying to gatekeep Kate Bush. I'm not trying to gatekeep one of the most famous British music artists ever. It's a shame that so many of my friends who listen to like 21 Savage and Drake are aware of Kate Bush. It's just so, just such a strange reality that we live in. Anywho, this is a good <laughs> cover. Um, I like Rowan holding the lyrics in his hand because he didn't know. I just had a yeah, sheet with them. Yeah, <laughs> I noticed that he had a piece of paper he was reading off the page. <laughs> wasn't even playing guitar. He was just holding a sheet of paper like he was giving a speech in rhetoric class or something. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. It was a good touch, but I thought he sang it well. Yeah, absolutely. And I thought, um, what's her name? Linda Detzel? I said her name earlier. Lydia? I thought she. No, Linda. Earlier you De- said Lydia. It's Before Linda. Recording. Yeah, oh. it's Linda Detzel. Detzel. That's. I'm so sorry for listening to mispronunciation for the victory. You have an awesome voice. Yes. Which Linda Dalziel. 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 I'm so sorry if I keep pronouncing your name <laughs> wrong. Don't be offended. We would love to have you on someday. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, great rendition. Wish it sounded better, but that's not their fault. That's the uh, the audio recording's fault. Bring yeah. Um. Then after that, we get Woman in Chains. I think that her voice better suits this song than Gail's did. Mm-hmm. By the long shot. Um. Her voice is really complimentary to Rollins. Mm-hmm. I yeah. have a really good recording of the um, Raul show. Um. Like an actual. FM broadcast. Is that the one you put on the CD? That was one that you didn't want? I regret that immensely. So next time I see you. Next time you're out here, you're getting one. Yeah. I have an extra, so. Really? Did you make it for me or did you just make an extra? I, I always make extras of my uh, renditions and recordings and everything like that. Good. Yeah. I also have like a B-Sides and Rarities disc for you, like a Proto-Saturnine. You know, you gotta make me, you gotta make me a CD, but it's just, I will be there 14 times. <laughs> I mean, it's on a CD that you have. I know, I know. No, I just, just hit repeat, 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 repeat. Finish the song, back. Finish the song, back. <laughs> I know. I haven't used, I, I used to listen to CDs all the time, but I don't really anymore. Yeah, you're, 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 um. You've been boomer brainwashed into vinyl. <laughs> and what about it? <laughs> what I'm, about it? I'm 50. No, boomers aren't even 50 anymore. I think that's Gen X territory. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah I would, I would, I'm Gen X at heart. They were the 80s kids. Yep. Boomers were the people that grew up with, like, who? Beatles? Beach Boys? Or is yeah. that Silent Gen? No. Silent Gen would be the Beatles and Beach Boys, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It gets confusing. All I know is I'm a Zoomer and rolling Colonel Boomers. Um, yeah, this is a fantastic right. version of Chains, but she does have a really good voice. And I yep. really never picked up on that until I listened to this. Because, you know, to me, it's just another version of Woman of Chains that isn't sung by Elite Adams. But after listening to this, it's like, oh, my. That's good. Mm. Especially after thinking, I didn't really like the version. No offense to Gail. She's great. I didn't like the version on um, the Elemental show. Didn't I'm not a fan of it. No, me neither. 
mean, because I, I, I mean, there's a recording of it on YouTube of Gail singing Sides of Sorrow because that song was written in 93, which is just bizarre to me. She mm. sang that song very well. But this one, I don't know. But Linda did a fantastic job with this. Um, Absolutely. Really strong voice. And I think she was tied to the band Berlin. Interesting. Um, I forget the connection. She, yes, yeah, she toured with Berlin or was in Berlin. I see. Well, I don't know. So, anyway. yeah, she, yes, yeah, she contributed vocals to a few Berlin albums or something like that. There's a connection. I knew it was, you know, got that one locked up in my brain. I could remember her name, but I can remember she worked with Berlin. Some, the way my brain works, it's just. It um, happens. So then after that is Shout, which I don't need another live rendition of this song. There's a lot, and you've already heard it for yourself. This is There's nothing to distinguish this from any yeah. other version. It was just, it, it was what it was, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, of course. But that was, that was the closing song. Yeah. Then there was an encore. Creep was the first encore. That, I think this is such a good encore song. And I, I always really like how they do this. And I want to hear it for myself. We were robbed at Bethel. I saw it in Orlando. Did you really? I feel like yeah. I forget that every time you tell me. <laughs> I, I saw that. Guys, I saw I'm strangling spade. him through the screen. You just can't see it. Bart Simpson, why you little? Uh, why you little? <laughs> yeah, I saw that song. I saw advice. I saw memory. All right, I get it. <laughs> I saw every brother was a happy I'm ending. I'm going to punch you in the foot. <laughs> yeah, um, this is a good version of Creep, and of course he does the locations. Which, you know, what the hell am I doing here? Venue, yeah. venue name. What's the one he says in the Raul Expanded Edition? Slash um, the B-side. That was recorded somewhere. No, really? <laughs> <laughs> I um, have no idea. That was recorded somewhere. Wow. I just, just, I don't know if you guys knew that. Um, that I'd fill you in. Birmingham. But I want to know the exact words that he says. Because I'm never able to understand them. National Exhibition Center. Okay, I knew it was something Exhibition Center. Okay. That makes sense. I don't belong here. Neither do you. And neither do you. Did uh, you say there... that on this one? I, I, I wasn't paying attention I, at I, the end of this one. Zoned out. It's a long concert. It's so long. like. <laughs> I appreciate it, though. It's a fun watch and a fun listen. Yeah. It's a very interesting curio into like a long forgotten era of this band. Yeah. Is there anything else you have to say about Creep before we move on to the next one? Uh, which um, I have. I'm a weirdo. I'm a creep. What the hell are you doing here? Anyway. That was my anthem in junior year. <laughs> You know why. I don't need to get yeah. into it, but I was yeah. I was not loving life. Yeah. But this isn't. 
in the last stop. This isn't the big chair, guys. No. I'm not in the big chair. I don't need uh, <laughs> uh, anyway. <Closing> track. <laughs> track? Can, can I have my can I take the lead on my favorite two shooters on? Yes, you can. Um, this is a good live rendition of a great song. Um I especially think it's cool how Roland exits the stage before the song ends and the band he, finishes it. Well, you didn't even say the name of the song yet, so these people so don't know what you're talking So about. Siege of Love. If you're a long-time listener, you know it's my favorite. <laughs> and you know Lord of Karma is my favorite B-side. Or don't you? I feel like don't I forgot that. that. Yeah. yeah. I just said in the last episode. We oh, recorded. yeah? Do you know my favorite B-side? Um... The Marauders. I honestly don't know. We'll have to see in the ranking episode, but I think it probably could be that. Either that or Johnny Panic. <gasps> You're so right. Or season. Oh, which one do I like more? Oh gosh, they have some good B sides. This isn't B side from Big Chase. This is right. Black King is... Store ninety six. And... Yeah. Anyways, so, so I I don't I don't think I like this song being. An encore song, let alone, let alone the last song of the night. Feels a little like, abrupt. I think this song more than deserves to be part of the main set list. Mm-hmm. Like, why I would think, you just stick it at the end when people already... when pe- like pe- Some people don't know about encores. Some people are already gone, and they're not there for that song. Why would you do well, that? Well, they should have done. What? Had this close the main set and then creep and shout as the encore. Yes. Well, I don't know how I feel about Song Seeds of Love is like a a set closer. Yeah. I mean, it would make sense because he leaves the stage at the end of the song. You know, he leaves the stage, band leaves the stage, they all come back out. Makes sense. Yeah, Why did he guess. lift up his shirt and flash the audience? Because it was '90s Roland, <laughs> and men like to do that. Well, some men don't like to see it. <laughs> well, understandable. Sure, it's fan service for some of you. I don't know about you, but me? I... <laughs> Hell to the no. <laughs> I ain't about that. Why are you laughing at me? I don't know, but I don't know if you caught this, but I don't know if it's because that's the actual melody to the song or if they were just doing a little nod. Um, the guitar line when the song ends, you know, and he says goodnight and the band picks the song back up, the guitar. Plays a Hello Goodbye. Oh, I don't Beatles. know. I don't know that song very well. So. Oh my goodness. Do you Listen, I'm not an avid Beatles listener, but I did notice that it was different. Yeah, it's, it's Hello Goodbye. You th- you must think so lowly of me. No, like I'm, I'm being I'm... genuine. Like you, because like who doesn't know the Beatles? And I only know so many songs by them. I mean, Hello Goodbye has 154 million views on YouTube. And so that proves my point of you must think so low of me. <laughs> no, no, no. Are you sure? I'm sure. I don't know. Anyway, um, I don't know if you caught it, but he dropped an F-bomb at the end of I, this one. I didn't catch it. He said, you're fucking great, you know. Oh. Well, like, the music was still going. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it appeared to be a good crowd and a good show. He seemed to be good spirits. Because I've yeah. heard some horror stories about this tour. Really? Like what? That he, every, after, like, before every show, he just considered canceling and wanting to quit because, um, over, like, I pointed this out at the beginning of the episode, over the intercoms, he'd be hearing Pale Shelter and change and stuff that he had no interest in. 
no one cared about new material and he was just ready to call the day because he didn't want to become mm-hmm. a tired legacy act and whatnot. And now look at them. Now the biggest a... legacy act. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. They're no, they're more legacy. than a legacy act. They're more than that. Number two album in the UK, top ten in the US. They are bigger now than they were thirty years ago. It's amazing. And it, well, social media will do that. You know what I mean? TikTok. Did you see they posted a Gypsy Rose Blanchard TikTok? Did they really? Oh my they god! Did. What they was did. it? It was it was said that POV that feeling after you leave a tear she fears concert. It was some clip of her talking like, "I'm having the best time right now, and you guys can't bring me down, no matter what you do, or something like that." And they just green screened her in. Interesting. I'm not going to get into it, but I have, I, I, have certain, I have certain takes on that situation that most people would disagree. I just feel like they should leave that girl alone. I feel know? like she's, she's kind getting, of being, she's she's getting her enabled. life back. She's being enabled. Uh, she's being abused by media in the, in the limelight. Yeah, being like taken she, advantage of, I think. She should just be left alone. Like mm-hmm. now she's getting she's 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 getting like celebrity status. I'm like, yeah, her husband looks like Peter Griffin. Did you ever notice that? Yeah. <laughs> I feel so bad for her. But this isn't a true crime podcast. <laughs> so, this isn't Gypsy Rose from the big chair. But yeah, um, I much preferred this to the Elemental show. Oh, I was going to say that. That's part of my overall thoughts. Here's my overall thoughts that I wrote down. I'll give mine when you're done. I think this was a very solid show and set list. It's very strange for me to see Raul era Roland. It's like one of like the most gray area. Like, really, like, that the is the gray world. area. That is the gray area. But like, in terms of what I've seen, like, I haven't seen much from 90s or 2000s. You know what I mean? So all of those mm-hmm. are just, I'm so used to seeing big chair Roland. Either Big Chair or Modern. Hurting Era and Seeds of Love, I've been more exposed to, but like... For because me, of the podcast, probably. For me, either... Roland is either 85 or now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Either uh, um, Jerry Seinfeld or, 89. or <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld or Wizard. Um, but it's so weird to see him now, because he went from pullovers and jeans to unbuttoned shirts and leather pants. Yeah. It's It makes me kind of sad. Yeah. To see, in a way, um, but I thought it was interesting to see how just how differently he carried himself, mm-hmm. and how he was moving, like he was flowing around. You know what I mean? Just really feeling it, I guess. Mm-hmm. No, I, I know around. I made this joke when he, about his dancing, but I think he gave such a performance. I don't think it's the case. I said it looked like he was dancing, like he had a few in him. Yeah, might have been, might have been three or four deep, but I don't think he was. I think he was just having a good time, like genuinely. Yeah. Because that that's just what it looked like to me. He was just having a good time. Yeah, and it, I don't know. I just I'm not so used to seeing him that loose. No, because here's the thing: you look at him on the hurting. He's just this guy hidden behind a guitar and his poofy hair that covers half of his face. Yeah. And he's just very reserved. Yeah, and then that, and then that, of course, that changes with the way you are, and he's wearing crop tops and doing dances on Kurt's hand. Yeah, <laughs> and then big chair. He's um angry he's young out. man. Yeah, he is. He's so angry, like he's just, like just eating those words. <laughs> every 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 big chair interview is either him looking like, like he just wants to like punch kill the interviewer, the punch yes. the interviewer, or he's just like having the time of his life. Yeah, that's what it is. He either he looks so angry or just so happy and there's like no in between yeah 
and then the seeds of love he was just whatever but i think elemental is a bit of a gray area too you know that just the 90s the 90s yeah but i'll tell you um is that all you had for your final thoughts um i had i definitely liked this set list more than elemental so basically what you said yeah um so we've talked about five different live performances unfortunately i unfortunately i think we mismanaged the hurting because we didn't really know what we were going to do with this podcast I yet i don't think we mismanaged it in my mind's eye was one of our best episodes at the time i'm saying in my mind's eye is like an in-between in my opinion doesn't represent the hurting lives i think it represents that era because it has big chair and uh, hurting. i think we should have reviewed rock palast i see what you mean yeah we were new yeah, maybe that's another thing we can always go back and do. Yeah, when the main can's over. Main can's done. Go back do that show because I have a HD rebroadcast of it from 2019 sitting in my Google Drive. Fun Who fact: says 2000. It is 2019, not 2019. Sorry, you nerd. I'm just no, I'm just messing with you. Sorry. So yeah, we've. I'd like to about- criticize you any second I get. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just kidding. Spoken like a true tears your fears. <laughs> oh, you. Actually, least critical fan base I know. Like, Tears genuinely. Yeah, like, of their music. Oh, of the music? Yeah. Of the music. Everyone just loves, like, every song by them. It's kind of Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, and I'm like, I don't. I know. I do, it, do. <laughs> it makes me feel like a bit of an odd one out because a lot of the fans that I speak to, they're like, I love every song by them. Everything, every every single thing they've done is amazing without fault. And I'm just like, it the makes me the feel. drum mix of Mother's Daughter? It, but it, when, when people, and like, no one's wrong for being that way. <laughs> but when they are that way, it just makes me feel like, damn, wow. like, I'm not trying to rain on anyone's parade when I say that I don't like these songs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's why I feel bad on this podcast sometimes. I'm I like, don't. I hate this song. Unless it's Gas Giants. Um, I'm just kidding. No. Always calling back to that song. Never gonna end. They thought it was gonna end. And we can keep it all the way through. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, we've talked about five things we talked about. In my mind's eye, live at Massey Hall, going to California, whatever the hell that elemental show I found was sounded terrible, wasn't a good performance. And then this. I would probably rank this at number three. Big chair seeds love this. Big chair seeds love this in my mind's eye and then elemental. Yeah, I would agree with you there. Because in my mind's eye, I mean, it's an interesting curio to like look into early versions of some of these big chair songs. But besides that, it's kind of like an okay performance, and that's it. Yeah, I agree. And the visuals are just awful. And in my mind's eye, not even like a cool '80s retro way; they're just bad. But what going to California isn't very much better with the visuals, the constant black and white, the color, oh. the black and white, the live, the wide audience shots, whatever. So then, yeah. Um. After that, we will have Secret World Life in Paris to talk about. To and then hopefully that, that, and hopefully that little tipping point thing. one. Yeah. Yeah, so unfortunately, guys, I mean, that's, I'm sure it's kind of obvious, but without until that comes out, we, we're not going to be able to talk about it. So unfortunately, it won't line up with our tipping point era of the podcast. But rest you assured, never know. Well, you never know, but I doubt it. It's I mean, not. 
that'll be what March, April. Uh, let me see. Actually, let me. If that's the case, it would have been announced by now. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think. I mean, as recent as December, didn't Roland say they were still working on it? If you're, you know how long it takes to, you know, send stuff, copywritten, pressed, distributed. So yeah, it's gonna take a bit. Let me see how many weeks. Let me see, like, if it's out. Let's say magically it came out tomorrow. We would talk about it. Early May. You never but know. I don't know if it'll be out by then. Obviously, I hope so. We'll just have to see. The latest it could be announced for that to be case is probably March. Yeah, so don't count on it, you know. But yeah, like I said, like I was saying, as soon as it comes out. Wait, the tipping points early May. That we we talk about it in April. The episodes come out in April. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So we're gonna be finishing the tipping point when I'm finishing my first, my second semester of school. Yeah. Unless, huh. Oh well, that's that's not counting some in betweeners that we haven't implemented yet. So that oh. yeah, that's not counting a few in betweeners. So I'll it'll be, be like May when we were finishing the main canon. That's crazy. Yep. So technically, I started this as a senior in high school, and I'll be finishing as a sophomore. Yep. Wow. We started this as a little kid, a little minor. You were you were seventeen when we started. I was, I was seventeen this. when we started this. Yeah, I was a uh, I was a goober. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> I was a goober, yeah. But um, no, I'm really looking forward to what we have coming up as far as the um releases for other projects are that we're going to be talking about. We of course have Mayfield coming up soon, which I adore. Yeah, you keep talking about that, so I just I just have to see. You, you know? have to listen to that sooner than later. I'm telling you, you got to report back to me. But you're at be like, I was so underwhelmed, or holy crap, you did not sell me short on this thing. It's fantastic. It's gonna be a soul and world situation part two because that music is not your speed, but it could be. But you seem to enjoy soul and board, and that means I didn't think that music was anyone's speed. So <laughs> it was mine. Okay. Get well, over was it. it. Was it mine? <laughs> we'll be there. I have to make my dad listen to I'll Be There, and I'll have to tell you what he thinks about it. If he doesn't like it, let me know. <laughs> I hope he likes it. I don't know. I'll have to see. Yeah. Um. Then we've got Aeroplane, which is a small Wait, little... Wait, you can... want me to put it back? Cause I'm, I I'm, took th- it off! I'm thinking <gasps> we, can re- re- we can realistically <laughs> talk about it. Goober! Because you goober. After, doing, after doing the Saturnine episode, I realized that, like, we can go back and re-review songs. You know? You know what I'm saying? You had me take it off. But put it back. All right, I did. All right, cool beans. Um, And then, of course, Tomcat screaming outside we have to talk about, which... We'll get to all these. We'll get there. Let's end the episode. We're, yeah, we're already at an hour and ten minutes. So all right, don't want to. All right, if you listen to the end, thank you very much. As always, we appreciate your support. If you don't already, go ahead and follow us on Instagram at History from the Picture. It's where everything started. If you're a routine listener of this podcast, you know this whole spiel by now. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> 
You're staring at me wide-eyed. Um, uh, memorabilia slash merch slash music Mondays. Um, you got to get started on Rewind Wednesdays, my dude. Yeah, I know. Can we just talk about how successful we've been recently on the Instagram account? Uh, yes. Impressive. Very impressive. We've been averaging more likes than we could have imagined. So thanks for the support. And if you came from Instagram, which I assume a good chunk of you did, Smash that like button on the posts, on the posts, and on the uh, video uploads on YouTube. Well, I haven't got there yet. Um, fun fact Fridays, throwback Thursdays, the occasional song fact Saturdays and Sundays. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter slash X yeah. uh, at HFTBC <laughs> underscore pod for some updates on new episodes as well as. Seen updates on episodes and ah, some interactive stuff. I do some of our polls there and whatnot, but I, I do them on Instagram as well. I try to be successful. Yeah, make sure you when we get there on Twitter, you put out a tweet. How do you feel about Kurt's Mayfield album? You know, because we're gonna do that for all solo releases. Oh, you are can't, we? You, you can't do so. You can't do song polls if like most of our audience is just too fear centric. You know. Yeah. Okay. Like, you're not going to um, ask the audience if they prefer Mother England to Trees or Sun King to I Don't Want to Be Around. You know, it's not going to work. Anyway, <laughs> um, go ahead and follow, subscribe to us on YouTube at uh, History from the Big Chair. And if you're <laughs> listening on YouTube, smash, smash that like button. <laughs> Post notifications on. Tell your friends about our videos. Yes, and Facebook. By the way, have you you haven't updated that? I haven't up. I've posted on Facebook since last year. Well, guess what? Today, yeah, uh, today was a release episode. So you know what you can do right now while I'm doing the spiel. Post on Facebook. Well, uh, unless you don't want to, because of how I'll late post it is, I guess. I'll post tomorrow. So you move. say. So you say, it. and then you I'll never do, do. I'll schedule. I'll schedule it. Okay. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, so. Now for some, there's two really cool things I would like to say. So, we did record the next few episodes out of order, so I'll add these into those recordings. But, we have a very special episode coming up in a few weeks. And what we would like you guys to do, and we'll put this on our social media as well, is send us an email at historyfromthebigchair at gmail.com and kind of tell us, your tears for fear stories because we we will be sharing them on the podcast so please i beg yes share your stories and we will tell it but even if you don't want to do that like that's preferred but if you just shoot us a dm that's okay we'll yeah, still read you, it like yeah dm us we'll take anything we can get but an email but you know like it, you have more room to say more mm-hmm on an email that's why i said email i guess you can do it any way you prefer that you can reach us but you know i feel like an email you can get more in there so yes if you'd like your story heard send it over to us and we'll share it should i say what the episode is just to give an idea surprise Mm -hmm. okay it'll be a surprise episode but just trust us on this I tell also think stories. for that episode, we should each pick one story to tell, you and I. About our own? Yeah. 
Okay. Sounds good. Why yeah, go ahead. Shoot us a message any way you like. I guess not specifically email, but, you know, like I said, you could, if you want to give more detail, it probably would be better for you to do it there. Just, yeah. And then another thing is, stay tuned next week for a very special episode. Guess what, you guys? What? Our very first YouTube video, and we mean it this time. We already they have said it couldn't happen. And everything, it's done. You recorded it a few weeks ago. It's happening, and it's coming out next week. You guys, you're getting the Tears for Fears Jeopardy. You're getting Jeopardy next week. Got smoked. <laughs> Let them see for themselves. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of embarrassing. I, hear me out. Being put on the spot. Because <laughs> when it comes to these podcast things, I always have it planned out. I always have notes to go off of. But then for that, it's just like a pop quiz. And so I was like, oh, shoot. And I'm on camera. Oh, gosh. You know what I mean? And panic sets. Yeah. Yeah. So. Completely fair. Um. Yes. YouTube. Finally, after six months of teasing it. There you go. Yep. Hope you're excited. All right. Um, I think that's all. Uh, if you don't already, go ahead and follow Brendan at tearsforfears.swag on Instagram. It's his old Tears for Fears meme accounts where he got started, but he's not really there anymore. But I think he might post some upcoming. Eventually, maybe. I know he's got some stuff in the bank that he hasn't posted that I definitely think that he should post. But we'll see. And if you don't already, go ahead and follow at Brendan's underscore music underscore vault for the coolest music collection you'll ever see in your life, aside from mine. Wink, wink. That's good advertising. (laughs) Selling (laughs) selling yours high. Not going to dispute you on that. I don't have a Canadian single edit of the year of the knife, and I don't have it. A lot of people don't, so don't worry. Okay, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'm um, part of the cool kids club. Now all I need is Mad One by Graduate. That is serious. That's my most sought out item right now, by the way. Mad One by Graduate. That's fair. That's that's a good one to seek out. Um, He's Mad One. <laughs> but um, yeah, follow my partner in crime. On Instagram at cherry cola underscore vinyl. Yeah, or, I'm gonna try to start posting again. I swear, I just time's been really you, busy. You, you I don't recently know where. got the brother tiger songs from the yes, big church. I wow. did. How cool is that? Pretty cool. Very I'll get that. I'll I'll make sure to get that one at some point. It's on Amazon for twenty five dollars. I used a gift card, so I'm, not, I'm out of gift cards. I, like the Christmas money went faster. <laughs> I didn't get much. Not that I'm complaining, but usually I get. That's because yeah. I'm an adult now. <laughs> Once you become an adult, the gifts just <laughs> they become significantly less than when you were a kid. Yeah, fair. I'm noticing. Um, follow. Sorry. Late night recording. You can follow. Yeah, well, not t- we've done worse. We've done yeah. worse. Midnight after midnight, some of those early episodes. Yeah. 
After midnight. After mi- I don't, did we ever do? After, we did close to midnight, but I don't, I don't think we ever did after midnight. Some of them, some of them fell into like twelve thirty territory. Really, I don't believe in that. my mind's eye. Did it really? Review for the hurting. Yeah, the old old ones fell into that territory. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um. Well, it was back in the days. Remember, I'd tell you a time, and then I would show up an hour and a half later for the recording. Yeah. Those I feel like I'm Spotify losing my voice for, or something. Those are the old. Do Spotify I sound different po- to you this episode? No. 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 Hmm. Those are the old Anchor FM days. Yeah. Recording. Yeah. Podcast has changed since we've been able to do an interactive face to face. Do you like it more this way? Yeah. We're face to face. On camera. On camera. Yeah, I think I prefer it this way. And you can follow at cherry cola underscore art underscore. A lot of great stuff. Dutchfruits, psych, you name it. She's probably drawn it. I've only ever done one psych drawing. I know. I want to do more, though. Yep. Yep. Well, that's all. Yep. All right. So, so long. Take care. Always Uh, always remember to sow the seeds. What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Sow the seeds of love.